Jesse, you got anything coming up? Uh, April 19th, I will be at Mixers in Bozeman. I hope that my three fans Ooh. in Bozeman get this message. And on the 20th and the 21st, I will be at the Red Door in Billings, Montana. Nice. I will not be there because I'm going to be in California getting high. I've talked about the Gateway Show on the podcast before. It's the show where you have to do jokes and then you have to get high and then you have to do more jokes while high. And it's a blast. And if you guys live in California and you want to come, you should. On April 20th, that's 420 for the initiated. Uh, I will be in Los Angeles at a place called Echoes on Pico with a Gateway Show. The next day, 421, I'm going to be in Ronert Park at Sally Tomatoes. And on Sunday, 422, I will perform with the Gateway Show at the Punchline in San Francisco. And I am stoked about it. You're not as stoked. Hmm. Hmm. I just, you're oh, sorry. California. Sorry I'm that I'm freezing in <laughs> fucking Montana. <laughs> Um, sorry i'm not more happy for you you live Sounds in california yeah, no it's you cool. live in california it's cool. yeah it's fine it's i mean i'm not i'm not like jealous cut to the theme song already <laughs> he blew his chance at celestial glory she blew a semi-professional baseball team <laughs> it's mormon and the myth head if you put a mormon and a myth head together this is what they sound like So read our friends, listen to them talking to Mike. I just can't believe you're. I'm. I'm. I'm always fascinated that what, this took place for you how in ma- high school. How many times? Were we junior gonna, high. Yeah, I'm younger than. You. This is. We're gonna go. What Ugh. were you doing? What were What were you doing? I can never participate in the what were you doing on 9/11 uh, thing. I avoid that you question because I was had. Well, I was sucking a dick <laughs> <laughs> all day. What? No, so I'm. Uh, I'm asleep, and uh, I used to give like sleep blowjobs. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, okay, not. Uh, is that? Do I need an Urban Dictionary? No, uh, like I. Or is it just exactly? I do what? some weird, not sleepwalking, but I have woken up uh, after That's eating an entire pumpkin pie. Do you know how many uh, uh, pornographic films I've seen where it's just like, oh my god, my stepson is just sleep fucking me. Uh, really? And it's just like, oh no, my my. Well, I don't oh, watch porn, so uh, that's okay. So, um, I, you know, when you're on meth, so you sleep, the sleep is this weird, deep twilight sleep where you're, a uh, deep, deep twilight? twilight sleep. Yeah. It's hard to describe. Well, like your body's, I don't know. Okay. So, and I'm like in a dream and I am, but I had, I had woken up to, uh, sucking a dick many times. Not, not just like the dick <laughs> of the person in the bed next to me. Not like the neighbor's dick. It just, uh, okay. All yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> And sleep sex, like I love having sex when I'm asleep, uh, much easier. I don't because you don't What's have to like? deal with any of your inhibitions. You know, it's just. Well, do you remember it? How do you know if you? I like will it? like wake up, but oh. if, when we're doing it, it's like in it's incorporated into my dream, which like sex and fantasy are very tied together for me. Like I can't mm. have one without the other. So I think just having my auto automatic fantasy maker on in my head. Hmm. Uh, so I think that's probably the only time that I overtly initiate sex is when I am uh, asleep. 
So anyway, I had <laughs> overtly initiated this beach and we had a slow jazz station on the radio. Okay. And it was just this weird phase where I was sleeping with the radio on, which didn't last very long. And I'm having this, like, it's all incorporated into this dream where I'm, like, trying to climb this thing. It's just all this, uh, and the wind and everything else, and it's crazy. And then I get startled awake by the announcement that the second plane had hit the tower. And then that, you wake up and there's a lot to unpack. You know, it's, I will, I, okay, there's a, there is a dick in my mouth right now. Uh, we are also... We are also under terrorist attack. Everyone, everyone on 9-11 had a lot to process. It was like, oh my God, we're under attack. But did you also have a dick in your mouth? Yeah, no. exactly. What is, is the etiquette here? Uh, I know the etiquette is because he's asleep also. So that, or at least pretending to still be asleep. Wait a minute. No. Right. So do you let him finish? Do you guys take cover? Like, I just, I don't know. I, uh, new life experience. People I don't know were, how to. People were jumping out of windows to their death. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I God, better just let, let him, him finish. I better want to let him finish. <laughs> He's asleep though. How does he know if he finishes or not? What do you? Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't think I did let him finish. I think I was like, well, oh, I'm okay. awake now. I don't, All right. Maybe I did. All right, well, wait a minute. Will you go back to the dream? What were you climbing in the dream and what was windy? It's just like a, uh, like a obelisk, <sighs> like a marble obelisk. He's probably just super hard. Oh, I thought, no, I thought it was like a 9-11 premonition. I thought maybe, or like you no. were hearing the radio I was talk about the that. towers. Yeah. And you were just like, you were climbing a tower in your in your. Yeah, dream. no, it was like a, like a, but you know. it's a marble that, obelisk. Don't try to change it no, now. A Don't obelisk. try to change it. Hold on. Was it like a tower? Yeah. So that's like, I can't ever participate in the, what were you doing on 9-11? Why not? This is a great story. Because the people that want to have that conversation or not don't want to hear like, I was uh, polishing th- an obelisk. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'd statistically, somebody was sucking a dick on when the planes hit. And right? I do think, yeah, like I do think like statistically definitely made sense that that's what I was doing because I <laughs> have spent, uh, I was either in line at Starbucks or sucking someone's dick because those are... Oh man, you know what? They if there was a pie chart of of activities yeah. for my total lifetime, um, those are two big pieces yeah. right there. When everyone's like, "Do you know that you'll spend thirty six hours brushing your teeth?" You know, yeah, uh, that, stuff like that, that. That one's definitely smaller for me. Yeah, <laughs> brushing my teeth with dicks. <laughs> Do you do the story on stage? I don't, because you know how many blowjob jokes I have. It's like I'm uh, hacking the premise single handedly, and it. It's just because I have so many funny blowjob stories because I use blowjobs to get out of having sex. So I just... Statistically, you got... Yeah. The, it's a big slice of your, yeah. of your life. I mean, I think... But wait a minute. You use it to get out of having sex. Yeah. This is a, a sad thing that I've realized about myself recently because I used to just think... I don't know. I, I It's a fear of intimacy for one, but two, I think I use it as a placeholder for no... Uh, rather than just uh, having the awkward exchange of I don't want to do this anymore I'm just like I'll just blow my way out of this situation and that's a recent uh, gross uh, realization but also fear of intimacy it's just easier I'm in complete control there's no risk of me feeling anything here and no risk of me having to navigate it being bad I could just suck your dick and leave which I've, I don't get a lot I've, of arguments against. No. Everyone's like, yeah, okay, sure, man. 
except for the people that wanted it to be special. Yeah, I try to stop them at the gate. <laughs> Just like, um, yeah, I'm not the woman you're looking for. I am not the one. I've had those. I'm trying to think if I've. I feel like if I've done something, it's because I wanted to do it, right? Like deep down, like that's I wanted, I did want. If I didn't want to, I would have, uh, I wouldn't have. But there are definitely instances I can think of where I was like, "I'll at least just go down on this lady," <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was just like, "I, I, because I don't want to have sex." I, I don't know, but I was like, oh, "I'll go down on her." Yeah, she deserves that at least. Yeah, she should get something for being here. Like I've changed my mind. Or I this is, I mean, sex, sex, and 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 emo was always very emotional for me in the very beginning. And I had lots of uh, Tinder dates where I was just like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. Nope, now I got sad. Yeah. Or like they they said the wrong thing, and I was like, yeah, now it's not it's not gonna happen. This I don't want to be here anymore. And while I do, and that's why I kind of hesitated to tell the story because like the, what comes to mind more often are the girls that I straight up left. And I told this one girl, she was like, we're not going to have sex tonight. And I was like, yeah, I know. I, did, I, I, I also don't think we're going to have sex tonight. And she was like, oh, okay. And then throughout the whole date, she keeps telling me about how we're not going to have sex tonight. And I kept being like, yeah, man. I'm like, <laughs> that's good with me, though. I'm fine. I feel like we're on the same page. And then she's like, well, listen, I don't want to give this the wrong idea. Uh, <laughs> oh but God. do you want to come up to my apartment? We'll just keep talking because we ate. Oh, like, I right thought now. she was telling you another <laughs> time. No. And I was like, I was like, oh, great. Yeah, sure. She's like, but we're, I'm serious. And I was like, hey, I was serious, too. I just we come up and talk. That's totally fine. And then she's like, we, we can make out. And I was like, I love making out. I love it. It's my favorite. Let's make out. And then we're making out and I don't know, basically we just gets to the point where we're getting closer to having sex and I'm like, oh, hey, just so you know, I was like serious when I said I'd, I I wasn't going to have sex with you tonight. And then all of a sudden she's like, what? What? Like, what? You're, we're not going to have sex? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> what? I feel like we had been speaking like there was like, a, a, were you winking every time you said it? <laughs> And I, it was just l dimly lit in this bar. I couldn't tell. Anyway, so she, I left that girl. She was, she kept, she was like, well, at first she kept trying to be like, oh, that's fine. That's okay. And then, but she just kept trying to push it. And I, I left her just lying on her bed in her panties. I was like, all right, well, that's it. I'm gone. Uh, and I just got dressed and, and, and was like, goodbye. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I need I've that. done I but I but I've also been I've also done the other but that's why I was like maybe I've never done anything I didn't want to do. Cuz I but there've definitely been times where I'm like I don't feel like having sex but I'll just <laughs> do this. I'll do yeah, this. Yeah, I just feel like I I don't know. And then you know, there's been a big span of time since I I just started having you know, like I've been married for a grip. But I there have been like when I was younger, it was a situation that I got myself in, but the climate was different. Like, like men felt like you were obligated, you know, men felt, um, entitled and, you know, there was a lot of like social pressure and stuff around there. And, and, and I was, I had low self-esteem, so it was very easy for me to be like, oh, I owe him this. And I would think that that 40 year old me would have been different. But then that recent situation that I had, I was like, ugh. and then a lot of, this is what I love love about the entitled millennials 
is because the entitled millennials feel entitled to not have to fuck people they don't want to fuck. They feel entitled to not being raped. They feel entitled to not being pressured into things they don't want to do. They feel entitled to being able to say, I don't want to do this at the last minute. Yeah. And I love that. I love that they brought this. I love that they changed my mind about rape culture. I love that they, so many things where I was just like, uh, well, you don't get to take something from me and then keep taking it from me. So I just won't, I'm not your victim. Like I felt I'll make the decision to just do this right now to get out of this situation because there's a potential that if you change your mind at the last time, they're going to take it anyway. And I think I feel like I'm preventing that when Mm. I was younger. I felt like because the situations were scarier back then, I think than anything I would get myself into now. But when you're young and the, the situations were just different, you know, we'd have cell phones. And so there were plenty of situations where I fucked my way out of a situation or blew my way out of a situation because it was probably going to, if I tried to say no at that point, it was going to get taken anyway. Fuck. And I think that that's kind of where this episode is going to end up going somewhere else. Uh, So, and what I'm realizing now that I'm older is that a ton of that stuff was never dealt with. We had that thing happened the other night when we were out dancing yeah. So everyone that's ever seen, I don't like to be touched. I don't like people in my space. And everyone that's ever seen me at the dance club, I love to dance. And everyone that's ever seen me dancing la- like makes fun of me because I dance with a super angry look on my face. I don't make eye contact with anybody. I stare up at the ceiling and I usually wear my a backpack purse while dancing. Can I just say... I already feel like an asshole for telling my story. <laughs> Where I was like, yeah, I, I sometimes I gave a woman a head one time <laughs> when I didn't really feel like it just because I felt like, yeah, she deserves it. And you were like, uh, I live in constant uh, <laughs> danger of being raped and have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have to uh, use this as, uh, as a literal a physical defense mechanism. Yeah. Uh, I but you know what I didn't admit that to myself for a long time I it wasn't until the entitled millennials started this conversation about rape culture which I immediately bucked against and was like I'm no man's victim you know whatever like of course I've been sexually assaulted I've been raped but like I don't um like I had just had this I used acceptance I guess as a defense mechanism and I had used consensual sex as a way to prevent having to also suffer the loss of losing in that situation. And I had to like come clean with myself and admit that these situations existed. And uh, the, my relationship with what I perceive to be weakness is something that is a huge, I would say is a, is a, is a big thing that I'm learning about myself right now. And so I have many weapons to keep someone from getting close to me physically but once if you get a hold of me, I shut down and which is was so hard for me to admit which the is, other night. Which, yeah. Which takes us back to the dance floor the other yeah. night. Yeah. So we're on the dance. I'm on the dance floor by myself and it's right next to a booth that I'm Aaron sitting is sitting in. in. And then our other two friends who were dancing with me had walked away. I had put my purse down, which I wear the purse usually so that you can't get. It's like a backpack back purse. It's like a backpack. Um, But I had put that down because I was in, like I had assessed the safety of the environment and I was in, I usually try to dance in a corner up against a wall and, and everyone calls it angry dancing and thinks it's funny, 
uh, the face, but it's very strategic for me because something about being on a dance floor makes people feel very entitled to touching your body. If someone comes up and asks me, and I have other people with me, I, I'm, I'm good at kind of uh, shushing them away. But if you get a hold of me before I have had a chance to prevent that from happening, I just shut down. And it doesn't feel consistent with who I feel like I am and how I see myself as a person. Like I feel like I'm this strong, independent woman that wouldn't uh, let a man blah, blah, blah. And that's very true as long as you don't get past the gate. Yeah, from inside the gate, you can someone's yeah. walking down the street and you're like, hey, yeah. fuck you, get out, hey, get out of the street. But if yeah. they're already inside I built your a yard. very strong, tall gate. And that's, that's where my strength is if you get on the other side of that. And this is true in every area of my life. If you, uh, this is intimacy is, a, is the, is where the gate is, you know? And so, but I, uh, the guy came up and introduced himself and shook my hand. And then when I shook his hand and leaned, cause I also don't want to be a bitch, you know, I'm trying to be nice. And so then when I, I, uh, said my name, he pulled me up close to him and started dancing. And so Whoa. my initial reaction is, I don't want to make a scene. I'll just dance for a second and get out of it. And But then the panic, like if you watch the body language of me, if someone is in my space, like my body starts to f- curl up. And so my hands were, were back. I mean, I my body language to him, I don't want to say there was anything, you know what I mean? Because I didn't say no. And this is where the thing where people decide to listen to what people say rather than what their body is saying. But uh, then the dancing turned into grinding. And I just was in like completely shutting down. And so I had a cup that I had in my hand and uh, you were just Uh, deep uh, in your phone. I was just on my phone. I threw back the rest of the water and threw the cup at your head. Just a little plastic, not even plastic, paper cup. It would have been better if it was a real cup. Yeah. And it lands just short of your head. And I'm like, fuck. And so this went on for what felt like five minutes. It was most likely 40, like a a minute 45 or something. Uh, Felt like a million years. And then Natasha walked up. And when Natasha walked up, he turned straight around and went in for Natasha is how I got away. And because as soon as Natasha walked up, I was looking at her like, please save me, please save me, please save me. And so, but (laughs) Natasha was... That was the night. Yeah, Natasha was hammered. That was that was the night Natasha was eulogizing Stephen Hawking. Yeah, Yeah. so Uh. she hadn't put together what was happening yet. Like it was a very quick because I knew if I could just catch eyes with you, it would be done. But uh, but you did catch eyes with me while that guy was still because I did I did uh, I thought no we didn't catch he he was going for Natasha when we caught eyes and then I just jumped and got next to you but like my hands were shaking. And, yeah, no, uh, I I absolutely remember looking at him while he was still dancing with you, and and he was like looking back and forth from you to me oh. while you guys were on while you guys were still standing up. He was, and that's when like he had a look on his face like, oh shit, oh that's that's that dude's old lady. Yeah, uh, and I used and so to then, wear a wedding then, ring. Uh, and you came over and you sat down next to me on the couch. And then uh, he came over and like, cause he knew he had fucked up and that he had made you feel uncomfortable by how like fast you ran away or whatever. Yeah. So he comes over to like, 
to say goodbye to you or say like it was like it, he didn't say sorry but it seemed like that's what he was yeah he, uh, like he came over to shake your hand yeah and be like hey thanks for the dance and then he shook my hand and i just crushed his entire <laughs> hand i just and i was just like with just like this blank with a blank look on my face i never looked mad i never looked like i just looked like i was stoned i just had this blank <laughs> look on my face and just crushed uh his hand and then he was gone but i I am. I was really surprised th- th- when you told me later that you threw a cup at my head to get my attention, because like when I looked and I saw the dude, I still hadn't known you had thrown anything. Yeah, I just thought I was looking up and it happened. And I I look up and I saw the dude look on his face and I was like, dumb dude, being like, oh no, this girl as a, but I because I but I never felt like I need to get up there and yeah. do something because uh jessa takes care of herself yeah and there it, there's no guy jessa won't just shove off of her if jessa doesn't want a dude to dance with him she would push that dude away she would you know like there was no doubt in my mind like that you were fine and i knew that you didn't need my help at all i was just yeah. like yeah she's she's got it and then i li- went back down on my phone and then like a second later you were sitting next to me yeah so i think that's when like natasha came up or something in between yeah when i look back down at my phone because he did very uh grossly almost push me free to like get way too close to natasha <laughs> and yeah so that is uh something i think i didn't well i knew this about myself because i had had another experience where i just won't dance with friends even on the dance floor because then it just starts this train. You dance with me, though. I've, I, that was a very recent and uh, yeah. was hard to do. It's because I'm so good, isn't it? But I didn't, like at Big Sky, I purposely stayed, like you and Natasha danced at Big Sky, and I purposely stayed away from you, because if I oh, dance that's with true. you, then I have to deal with, so at a, at a one a different Big Sky, one of the comics, because I like uh, the, the type of dancing I like, is another comic was doing it, Angry? and I don't, just like no just like a more i don't know just the style of dancing and so there was another comic that was dancing like that i don't like the thing where dancing it turns into grinding your dick into me you know so uh i did dance with the one guy who i was comfortable dancing with and he was dancing in a way that was fun and not uh yeah. trying to dry hunt me on the stage uh, and then I had to, I then got latched onto by another comic who ground his dick into me with no rhythm, uh, awkwardly. <laughs> and I just stood there and took it and huh. was just like utterly frustrated with myself. Cause I was like, if I hadn't danced with the first guy, then this wouldn't have happened to me. So once they get a hold of me, that just feels like I, like every opportunity I had to be free of this experience is gone. And that's because it just is a mechanism that kicks in, and I, I, I'm paralyzed. I don't know how to get out of that situation. How long did that comic grind on you? It felt like a long time. And I was, like, humiliated afterwards and really grossed out. And, like, I, even if I see his name, and I'm not saying that that comic did anything wrong. Because I'm sure that that comic, had I turned around and said, I don't want to do this, he would have stopped. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I, it, that's me. So there's trauma there, obviously. And I recently saw something about uh, there's fight or flight and then there's fight and fight or freeze or something. There, that there's a mechanism where you will just shut down. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was reading about it that night because I was so embarrassed at what happened at the club the other night. I was like, it was humiliating to me. 
That, You're on this trip, that yeah, guy. Yeah, just okay. the other night. It was humiliating to me that anyone saw me like be weak in that situation and not stand up for myself. And so I was obsessing over it for the rest of the night. And like Natasha was hammered, you were tired, and I was just like, oh, I need to know why I didn't just handle my shit. I was so embarrassed. And um, so you were doing late night Googling? So I was Googling. And you know that this mechan this like reaction is like a biological react not biological but it is a, a reaction to perceived like threat of death that makes you shut down to prevent being killed or whatever I'm fucking it up but I think it feels like if someone gets close to me and gets a hold of me it feels so much more dangerous and ominous than it is. Right. So I just, I, sh I like, I just don't know how I don't know. And that, you know, I guess we could go back to stuff that happened when I was a kid. I don't know what it's about, but, um, it, uh, I just suck a lot of dick so I don't have to have sex. <laughs> I think they're connected. Like, I think I'm learning right now how much sexual assault has affected my life and how many parts of my interactions with other people, how much of my quote unquote strength is actually just fear of weakness is a uh, fear of losing is fear of somebody getting the better of me. How, how much of my strength is actually just defense mechanisms. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a very introspective year and I think I have so many blowjob stories because I have used blowjobs to get out of, uh, either potentially dangerous sexual situations because they are literally dangerous or they are dangerous in the intimacy is a possibility. Hmm. I was really funny at the beginning of this. No, it was. And I get like, not like the next thing on the list is like a funny story to tell. And I was like, well, <laughs> I can see how this is going to go. Like, uh, uh, I, like a local man ignores woman's story <laughs> about sexual abuse, switches to something funnier instead. Uh, but, uh, I, I love dancing so, so much. I love it. Like just, just dancing by yeah. myself. That's fun. I do think, I do think I, I like dancing with other people too. Like if a girl wants to dance, oh, that is, that is fun. But no one is ever going to come up to me as much as I, one time, one time did people come up to me on a dance floor and try to like dance with me. Other than that, like. I just I just dance by myself. No one's gonna ever sneak up on me. Yeah. No one's ever gonna. Uh, I don't have to think about wearing a backpack or a fanny pack like Natasha did. And also, this so. Mm. No, I I don't. I love it when girls grind on me. Love it. Love it. That's what. Oh, I'm hoping will happen. That's. I feel it. I mean, just. Dancing is so sexy, and when girls move like that and they move against me, oh, it's so hot. And yet, as bad as I want that, I've never, ever, ever just like walked up to someone and started uh, rubbing grind. your yeah. dick on. It's them. like you could like I feel like it takes at first it takes a, a a while of established eye contact. Like I'm dancing by myself for a while, making eyes at women in the room that I like, and if I can make eyes at them more than uh, a few times or something, or like they hold eye contact, then I can move closer towards them and start dancing like yeah. in, in their vicinity. And then I wait for them to like take a, 
a step towards me, right? Yeah, crazy. And then These are crazy I, ideas. And then I take a step closer as we keep dancing. We could dance for a little bit more. And then we're like, we're kind of dancing in circles around each other, getting a little closer. And then like hands need to touch first. There's like all these steps. And most of the time it ends without me getting to put my dick on anything. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say. But like it's still fun. Like that's still yeah. like, dance is still enjoyable. Like yeah. up until, you know, it's just like we can't get I just but I want to get to the good like the my favorite yeah. part. I yeah. want to get to my favorite part. That rarely happens. Yeah. And uh I uh these other dudes are just coming up to like the first women they see and they're like, huh, huh, and, and, and just what well and what is it what what are you getting out of that? Are you jerking yourself off with my butt? Is that what's happening? Like, I don't understand. Mm, well, I mean, for me, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I, That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> no, I like, well, see, first of all, I don't think I'd ever want to. I feel like when I'm dancing, I want to be seduced, right? Like, I want like I want a woman who's, like, grinding up on me, not me shoving my, you know? Uh, so, for me, that, that like, that touch, that is yeah. really Yeah, well, sexy. okay, that's all hot that's, and that's flirtatious very... and... But when uh, you're just being grabbed, well, I mean, yeah. you know what that's about. Yeah. Like, that guy is getting off on the fact that he can grab you. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, like, uh, and I, I have. Uh, God, that I, just made me so mad. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, like, cause, uh, we talk about those fetishes with people, like, in bedroom settings, we talk about that. Yeah. We, 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 we've. Like done an episode where we've talked about fetishes like that. Yeah. So I mean, may, that guy's not maybe thinking about it consciously. Right. Well, fetishes uh, require consent on both parts, so it's not a fetish. You're just a piece of shit. So I just want to clarify that. Uh, mm. I have a rape fetish that requires uh, me to actually want to participate and ha- with a partner that I want. Oh God, that's why I had that dream. What dream? The other this... night, I just kept having dream after dream after dream that I was trying to have sex, uh-huh. and then I decided I didn't want to have sex, and then I just kept getting raped, and then everyone they that raped your... me, yeah. they all turned into my friends, and then they were like, you like this, and I'm like, I don't like this right now, right here, and they were like, I didn't get to have both, and it was this weird anxiety dream. Yeah, like, you don't get to want rape, and I'm, I'm clearing a lot of- uh, You're doing a great a job this week. This... You've been through a lot. Yeah. You woke up this morning real weird, yeah. real weird, and now you're back to old Just Jessa. regular weird. Yeah, regular yeah. weird. Uh, so, so, right, yeah, fetish. No, it's not a fetish. Okay, then there was a anyway, guy. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. I do, like if, if we were like, what is in it for those dudes? I feel like yeah. it's power. Yeah, right? it's power. And then it's, uh, uh, that makes me so mad. And I just feel like, do you have any idea who I am? I, I, I just wish I could leave my body in the moment and just have Jessa, who's not, getting covered in kryptonite right now, uh, step outside of her body and pull that guy off. You know what I mean? Like like regular powerful Jessa who didn't just get... Because the night before that, you went for a walk and Natasha and I were dancing in a different club and I told you that night, like, oh, a guy got in because I, I had set my purse down uh, on a shelf and was dancing by the shelf, didn't sense that someone had walked up behind me and he got on me for a second and I turned fast enough to like bounce him back but then he dominated, like, just wouldn't leave me alone verbally. And, uh, you know, it was just like, I don't know, fucking uh, offered me a drink. And I'm this like, is I don't camo drink. jacket guy? No. Oh. Camo jacket guy never said anything. He just did the eye. He did, did the, the thing the- you were talking about. He 
he was uh, staring at me from uh, across the dance floor all night. Uh, no, right. this was okay. two other guys. And so they were like, um, he said, let me buy you a drink. And I said, I don't drink. And then he was like, what? And was just, this is what? And then went up and talked to Natasha and was like, what's wrong? Why doesn't she drink? And she's like, she's fucking sober. And then he came back and was like, that's great. That's great. And I'm like scratching my face with the wedding ring on, like just trying to be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just went back to dancing. And then he comes up again and he said, uh, s- somehow my age came up. And then I said 40 because I forgot I just had a birthday um, two months ago. Uh-huh. And he was uh-huh. like, uh, you know, then you wanted to, no way. You look better than my girlfriend who's 25, like whatever. And I'm like, you should go see her. And then uh, then he goes back to Natasha and then comes back. And it was just like annoying, whatever. But like uh, like he just kept coming yeah. up. But that guy got like the the word that I use or the, the phrase that I used was like that guy got me. Uh, just because he got in before, but I was able to like push him back, and then he never got that close again. Okay. But uh, yeah. So. Uh, hmm. How are you feeling right now? All right. I just like, you keeps look a lot fucking better. Coming up. Yeah. Like I just I like I keep having these conversations with my dad about getting molested as a kid. Like these are things I just thought I worked through when I was young, and that they were done. And I don't know if it's just because it's a it's a it's a conversation right now that everyone's having, or like me too or what. But I uh, just but I'm just realizing how much it shits on my life still. I feel like you when you say things like that to me, you sound like you're being hard on yourself because like oh I like you should have learned this by now or you should have already be fixed by now. It's so what like who cares if you thought you already had fixed you had fixed a lot of it. You clearly uh, became uh, a strong. Like, how about the? I mean, just the fact that you were a functioning member of society has meant you you did a lot of great repair work already, and then you're a strong, independent person who's very healthy. Like, and now, and now there's like a little bit more that you have to learn uh, from this, and there's a little bit more that you have to process, and it's making your life way better. Right. Every time you process a little, every time you have another conversation uh, about uh, your abuse and stuff, like you're making your life's getting better and you're getting happier. Like I can see it on your face right now. The 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 countenance to use a very Mormon word uh, uh, from from an hour ago to right now is remarkable. The the difference there, and then then you just sound like you're beating up on yourself for making your life better you're like oh well i thought i thought i had already fixed it but i guess it's still i guess you know a prolonged uh, amount of abuse as a child had a lasting impact on my life <laughs> <laughs> as it as it turns out <laughs> fuck and uh i don't know it's just a look at i i, I hope i hope you can you can see all these really amazing things that have happened for you in the last year. Yeah. And so I just, just like a- God, I just feel like so many things that I I feel like almost daily to you I say I don't ever say things like this. Like I Yeah, I've stopped believing yeah, you. I just I know, imagine but I swear to God, a year ago We're just like in line at a at a Starbucks <laughs> and you're just like uh hey, I never say things like this, but I wanna I wanna uh a cold brew with extra soy. I never say things like this ever. 
uh, I uh, I'm experiencing so many things that I'm uh, learning a lot about my relationship with perceived weakness, I guess, and I, becoming vulnerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's something else too. You're like, I never say the vulnerable word. <laughs> I'm like, you just said it. <laughs> you're like, I never do though. I never ever do. It's really weird that or intimate. I don't say intimate. Like you just said it. Again, but like I never, I never, ever, ever say jizzy jizz cum cums. <laughs> like, good, don't say that one. <laughs> I, but uh, I, yeah, you, you've definitely changed a lot. Yeah. But it's hard. For, I don't know that because I never knew you before. Yeah. I know you now. That's it. Yeah. I don't think we could be friends if I wasn't softening a little bit. I'm too sensitive. Yeah. I was so worried to hang out with you in the beginning. I was like, I just feel like she's going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> I just feel like she's going to hurt my feelings. And then like five minutes in, I had hurt your feelings. So yeah. I was like, what? Well, I okay. didn't think you had you, feelings. And you're like, yeah. I didn't think I had feelings either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never say this. I don't know. That's the most accurate description of this friendship I've ever heard. Uh, well, I said something to you at Big Sky, and you were like, that was the worst burn that I'd ever... And I was like, yeah. what did I say? Oh, because here's here's Aaron. I don't like roasting wood all. I, I'm not good. I didn't think I was. I didn't no, think I was good at roasting. You're not good at taking roasts. No, that's uh, But you... Like, people are lightly joking. And uh, you just come in and cut them off at the... Just chop their heads off. And then you're like, what? That's not how we... You're uh, talking about blowjobs. It's zero, a, it's zero, zero to 100. 100. That's, that's <laughs> the only two options with me. I just, I'm like, oh, are we, because I, I would prefer us to never make fun of each other and be mean spirited ever. Just, we could always compliment each other and have a nice time. But then it's like, oh, we're, we're playing that roasting game now. Yeah. And <laughs> I just cannot differentiate yeah. between <laughs> a lighthearted ribbing <laughs> and the most savage <laughs> burn. I crucify my friends and they're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> But then I can't dish so, it to you because so like, what was what was the what was the were you about to say what I said the first night? No, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't. No one thinks you when you were like I just <laughs> I usually have my shit together. Everyone needs to. Oh, I said I'm afraid of people thinking that I don't have my shit together, and you were like, uh, uh Jessa. No but one. it sounded like you were gonna reassure me. You were like, Jessa, listen. I thought you were gonna say like it's okay to not be perfect, and you were like, no one thinks you have your shit together. <laughs> But no, that was actually funny and that one was good. PG compared to some of the right. shit you've said. All right, all right, all right, all right. I wish I could think of an example of how you've roasted other people, though, where I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, I love I, it. I so. feel like for the most part, I don't. I There are things that I could say. Anyway, that's that's unimportant. <laughs> that's unimportant. Uh, we were supposed to talk about our first porn that we looked at. Oh. <laughs> uh what time is it? We got time. Okay. Got plenty of time. I don't. Everything has to exist in my head, fantasy wise. Uh, I don't like. Well, I don't like bad acting. I don't know how you guys watch porn. How you get through the bad acting? That is. I mean, bad acting bothers me. How not, do you stay in enough, that moment? In not that enough fantasy. to 
stuff. Uh, I do look for actresses that are better than others. There, yeah. I, I do look for that. But sometimes I don't know. It's it's even better when they suck. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just I don't I I haven't thought about it that much. I don't know if I can explain it. Yeah, I can turn the volume down and then just look at the bodies and imagine a scenario that. Uh, oh, like speaking of that, that volume down so I remember having a conversation not even like a year ago is when I was talking to people it was DC so this is post-divorce stuff and we were talking about porn and I was saying that I liked music in my porn uh, and I was like I, I like it when there's music and they're like every, and everyone else is like what the what you're the only per-? and I was like I am and then they're like no I gotta hear the sounds of it there's a there's a women and men talking to me but yeah. I think it's I think it's one guy and two and anyway, they're like we, I have to hear the sounds like yeah. I was like what sounds and they're like like the you know like the sounds of sex that's what's hot to me and I was like ew gross like you want to hear that slapping sound and the and then all that you want to hear that you want to and I was like no I can't I can't take that. I just want to hear some some music, right, over top of some women in lingerie, right? Like I just I just want to watch a Live Links commercial. Is all I is all I want to do. You have any you have any good Live Links commercials? I just want a woman. I want a woman uh, in a two piece bathing suit who's like vaguely interested in. I don't know exactly what it is she wants to do with me, but. She likes me. Like, she likes me. That's yeah. the kind of porn that I wanted. And uh, I couldn't, like, the sound, the idea of, like, the sound effects of porn were so gross to me. And now already, I told, like, now after I've been watching more porn, I'm like, oh, I get it. Or maybe it's because I've had more sex, probably. Yeah. And I want to hear, I want to hear that panting. I want to hear, I want to hear soft little moans. I want to hear the slapping. Like, I want to hear all, I, yeah. Yeah. I totally get that now. I think that's the other thing I don't like is uh, I could watch people actually, like actual people fucking. Uh, but I can you hear can the woman it. pretending to moan. I can tell uh-huh. that it's a fake moan, and then it's just body slapping. And I—that's where sex gets real abstract for me. Where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it just—you got to—you were—you were such an avid together. researcher. You find things and just Google and search, and 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 you become an expert on them. Spend some time on Pornhub, man. You find someone who's not faking. I bet. Uh, my mind is a generator of uh, just shit that i think is hotter than uh so you just want to you should just write and direct your own porn then yeah all right so my first porn was like a lane bryant catalog <laughs> uh i wish lane i was jo- bryant uh they don't aren't those like ho- like old lady clothes yep hmm? yep like wow. real boring. Really, uh, it's, 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 eased it's in. plus size women, uh, mo- plus size moms, I should say. And so it's just like, here's a standard uh, beige bra. And I was like, oh my God. No, all right. But like, so I look, I, I had been looking at like uh, my mom's catalogs for a while before because it took us a long time to get internet in my house. But the first like porn porn that I looked at, I can, I can remember her face. I can remember, I can see this entire picture burned into my brain, which uh, religion told me would happen. <laughs> I feel like these images will be seared into your brain. Mm, only through the atonement could they be removed. Uh, I love these asides. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, I it was I know the website. I know it was uh, amateur girl or no, it was girls dot amateur pages dot net. Is the first nice porn plug. site that I ever. <laughs> Dude, I've looked for it now. It's like all taken down. I found like because I was like I nostalgic. I wanted to find her again, yeah. and I found like some cached pages like mm-hmm. people had saved some stuff from this old uh, early thousands uh, porn site. It was a series of photographs. It was like you click next, right? Mm-hmm. And she was just like they had done this photo shoot with this really trashy girl in Florida somewhere, you know. And she's just like dressed or whatever. And then some some dude has written some shitty little uh, caption underneath. It's like, hey, my name is Tara. And then the next picture, you know, she's like in another pose, right? Still dressed. And it's like, I just got back from vacation. And oh, I'm spoiled. And then there's another picture. It's like, we would go to new. <laughs> she's just turning we would back go, and forth yeah, like you turn, are right yeah. now. Just po- just arms <laughs> moving in different places, you know. It's like, oh, we went to nude beaches, and uh, I just loved being naked. And then she's like lifting up her shirt a little bit, and it's like, I want to be naked right now. Like, there's this caption at the end of every single yeah. picture, right? And I remember clicking like next and next, and I remember telling myself, like, I was so nervous, I was so so scared. This is the first so, time you're gonna see a naked yeah. woman. Well, and I, I just kept telling myself it was okay to click because there's no way that she's actually gonna get naked. Like I would have had to, there's no way I'd be allowed to go to that website. Like I would have had to click something that says I was 18. Like uh, I would have had to have, like th- this is probably just, this is probably just going to be her and her underwear. Like, right? Yeah. Then she starts unbuttoning the shirt, right? And I'm just like, oh God, I can't, I, but I, you know, she's not going to get, and I'm clicking next and I'm reading all these dumb things with, like that are typos <laughs> and like, and poorly punctuated, <laughs> just really bad. Uh, even in like this, in the eighth grade, I'm like this. <laughs> Who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> Who knew? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Aaron likes ju- to correct uh, grammar. It's just very... Mine, uh, at least. Go ahead. Uh, only when we're writing stuff that we're putting on the website. I don't... Uh, all right. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Go um, ahead. We... Uh, I'm getting... She, she like... I remember she gets into her underwear and like sh- her skirt comes off, you know, and her shirt comes off. She's like posing like with her ass in front of the camera like bending over and looking back and i am just i mean the how rock hard i must have been i just have probably like this i'll probably never have another sexual experience like this yeah the, the absolute danger and just I, I wanted to keep hitting next and i wanted to keep hitting next and like then she's like unfastening her bra but like her boobs are still covered and like this, wow, this is way more than I thought I was going to see. But there's definitely no way that uh, they'd ever show uh, her boobs or whatever. And like, then like, she's like got her hands, over, her bra's completely off, but her hands are over her boobs. And I was like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. And I'm just like, Oh my uh, God. I'm uh, anyway. Then uh, in the next picture there was uh, boobs and I came so hard <laughs> and felt so bad so so i was just like you you sick pervert you wanted to see those boobs you knew you knew they were gonna be boobs you're sick go clean yourself up hope your mom doesn't see you disgusting you're gonna wipe down that keyboard uh your family uses that you sick (laughs) bastard 
Uh, well, the keyboard part aside, that's such a sad. Uh, it was a great story, and then just yeah. it made me mad at religion. Right, like what? Just a fun. What? Just a great experience that should have been without all without religion without religion it wouldn't have been half as wouldn't have been half like you loved that story because of all the guilt and the danger and stuff okay and i think like that's just no i think it's got to be exciting for a uh but yeah it's just you would have just clicked on the last picture the guilt that you feel afterwards is the price you pay for the all the fun suspense leading up to it no that's true you just have to pay the piper to in order to to feel that uh that's why I love uh, hooking up with Mormon girls, man. They get that. All that buildup is so sexy. All yeah. that feeling naughty is so it's so sexy. Like uh, the foreplay is 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 hot. Is hotter with like a, a religious person. I think this dude, this dude uh, that I met after a show. He's not Mormon. He was Jehovah's Witness though, and uh, so we bonded because a lot of this same 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 idea, right? Yeah. And then we became Facebook friends and he messaged me the other day and was like, Hey dude, should I, uh, have a date? Like, should I go on a date with a Mormon girl? Is that asking for trouble? I was like, asking for trouble. That's, you should absolutely date a Mormon girl. They're fantastic. There's like, even just making out with them is hot. But at the same time, they are also been so repressed. They get into weird kinky stuff and it's fantastic. So he goes on a date with her and then messages me after the date. He was like, ah, it was amazing. Uh, and, uh, and he was like, uh, she, she invited a friend to the bar that they were at, which he thought was like dates over. She hates me. So she's inviting her friend here yeah. to like give her an Kill out. It, yeah. Yeah. But instead he had sex with both of them. Oh shit. Yeah. It was like, he's like, then, then they just, the next thing I know they were putting blunts in my, in my mouth. And then, and he's like, you know, Jehovah's witness. I mean, then they, he never smoked or anything either. And then, uh, is like a scene out of wild things. <laughs> And I was like, I don't uh, know what that is because I've never watched R-rated movies, but sure. Uh, that's <laughs> and uh, and he just had an amazing time. Anyway, this is uh, this I've now plugged girls.amateurpages.net <laughs> and Mormon Girls. Psych, Mormon Girls is a real porn site. You could go to mormongirlswithaz.com. That's a real porn site. I'm not very thrilled with it, though. It's not... Not your, uh, it's all just the same it's the same fantasy over and over and over yeah. again and i think there's a wide range of mormon fantasies that we could be acting on just like yeah just the but it's all just like polygamous wives in a temple or something like yeah that. have we already talked about that on a podcast no oh, sorry sorry if we have i was just in bellingham and this is so weird to tell this story of the we had a plan we had a plan for this <laughs> podcast uh and uh, and we changed but i was like oh it'd be funny to tell the blowjob story and then i just had had this like sad realization about myself and so many things that i think are like just that's... funny jessaisms are actually just sad results of uh unprocessed trauma yeah. and so i took it to a dark place but we were going to talk about uh well no it's okay i don't i uh, you're not gonna do it i'm gonna well all right so we were i was gonna tell about these jokes about my dick that I was yeah. telling in Bellingham, right? And I was telling jokes about how big my dick was in Bellingham. And then uh, someone, you know, and then we just, I talked to people after the show and we were going to talk about that. But I really, I did the same thing just now 
with my the story that I had. This was supposed to be like a fun, a fun nostalgic story about my first porn. Then yeah. I had the realization as I was sitting there and thinking about like that. I was just thinking, I was like, you know, the first time I ever came like that, like I was, I knew I was doing something wrong and like knew like, and I, and I, so I mean, I've always associated guilt with uh, an orgasm. Well, yeah. You know, like I came to that realization as I was telling what was yeah. supposed to be a funny story. <laughs> I think that's just what this podcast is. That's yeah. what Mormon and the Method is. It's like a bunch of sad. We just like tell this jokes and then just stand be- on stage <laughs> with this. Let's do a, a hundred yard stare off into the distance <laughs> as we realize what that joke means about us. <laughs> Every podcast we're like, this one's going to be funny. <laughs> just, yo, guys, guys, wait. Wait till I tell you the story about why I have to throw up after every meal. It's ridiculous. And then you tell it and you're like, oh, fuck. Wait, now that I hear it out loud, shit. Well, now that we're already doing it, you should tell the story of how you came up with your That's exactly jokes. what I was just thinking. That's what I was just thinking. Well, hold on. Can I want to talk about Bellingham for a second. Uh, just one thing about one Bellingham. thing about Bellingham, and then you're cut off. <laughs> really, you don't know that your dick looks big in those tight ass jeans. Not nah, all right. So God, this is good. No, I did not know. I so I. It's still a a a a, a process of believing in how big my dick is. <laughs> I still. I still do not like it's so in the very beginning people were like you have a, be- a big dick and I was like that's just something nice that you say to a guy <laughs> from Tinder right I just was like that's just part of the illusion thank you you're very nice you're a sweetheart oh I'll, I'll see you never again I just figured <laughs> and then I start to believe I'm like oh you know maybe my dick is kind of big uh you know uh at least for these tiny girls maybe yeah you know like maybe like and then uh she probably hasn't had sex with that many people but i'm probably yeah she's like she's like you're the biggest i've ever seen i'm like yeah well how many people have you actually yeah you know seen or whatever and it's like oh my goodness i usually am able to fit this all in my mouth and i can only get a tiniest part of yours and i'm like wow she's probably just trying to exaggerate about the size of her mouth and yeah. she's just embarrassed by how small her mouth really is <laughs> Uh, which is weird. You don't have to feel embarrassed about that with me. I don't care what size your mouth is. It's fine. Uh, but like, you know, I just, I slowly, I, I still just keep denying things. Now I feel like I came to a point where I'm like, all right, I do have a big dick. I got a big old dick, big swinging dick, <laughs> oh, except Here's- I guess I, I have, uh, I heard this comedian talking about the difference between uh, a grower and a shower. And I was like, all right, so I must be a grower. Because one of the reasons why I don't, I've never believed that I had a big dick is because I've never shown it. I've never, I've never looked down at, at myself and my crotch and been like, look at this. I've got this little teeny tiny, I got a little teeny tiny bulge. I got a little teeny tiny bulge and that's it. And if I actually had a big dick, it'd be bigger. But then I'm like, all right, you do have a big dick. Well, this must be what guys talk about. Like, all right, I'm a grower. I must, I must transform a lot. God, I can't believe and then, thinking this shit at 31. All right. And then... Uh, I start doing these jokes about my big dick on stage and I'm even worried about it. I feel like maybe I should men- do, I, do I need to mention that I'm a grower because <laughs> I feel like people aren't going to like I'm I'm bragging about how giant my dick is on stage and they're going to of course they're going to drop their eyes down and take a peek and they're going to be like no he's not what a liar. You know because I'm still I'm like ugh, 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 right? And then uh like I don't when I went to the gym that one time when I went to the gym and I had uh I wasn't wearing underwear and I was just wearing like shorts like tight these tight sweat shorts you know yeah uh 
I had a big bulge that day. That looked like a nice bulge to me. Uh, and that's why I felt so proud that day. And it was like a nice change of pace. I was like, look at me. I'm finally a guy with a nice bulge. But when I'm on stage, <laughs> I'm wearing, I'm wearing, uh, you know, uh, boxer briefs and then tight jeans over top of that. I feel like it's just pushing. It's a very small looking bulge. It's a very tiny, unimpressive bulge. And then these women after me in Bellingham are coming up to me and being like, uh, you know you don't have to tell us that your dick is big, right? We can all see it. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. And they're like, uh, we can see your dick from the back of the room. Like we can see your bulge. It's great. And I was like, are you telling me this is a good bulge? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, no, stop. Listen, I know you think I'm joking right now. And then I'm fishing for compliments. But this is a real scientific inquiry. Uh, this bulge right here. This one, right? Like, that's like that's good. Like, that, you know. what? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, God, I've just had my standards just, so high uh, so long. I think my thighs seem like they're probably more of a problem than they are when from the top of my body so maybe mm -hmm. it's yeah those are tight ass pants you are tight ass fucking jeans uh well one time at a christmas show a dude told like from the audience yelled out about my bulge a dude did and then and f so i started i was happy that night but that was only for like 30 minutes because then by the end of the gig i like uh he said something and i was like wait a second dude those are my keys in my pocket. Have you? Did you think that was my dick this whole time? No, I hate to break it to you. Uh, I do not have a have eleven inch penis. Like, just I, I that also is so oddly machine. Like that's such a huge, a huge thing at the end. Good God. And so I figured, I figured that was just a drunk guy who was looking at my keys. And uh. That's no. Oh God. Anyway, I just I didn't I don't know. Yeah. All right. And I well, and, and I there's no the... there's no way for me to not sound like it like a no one no one thinks these stories are cool. No one is like oh well good for you. <laughs> no, uh, everyone thinks that I'm just fishing for compliments. That I'm trying to find a way to wiggle my dick into the another conversation. <laughs> I'm just like oh this old thing what. This teeny tiny little, but I just didn't know. <laughs> I just thought, don't guys see each other's dicks? I never saw, <laughs> I never saw many dicks. I don't think I ever saw dicks. I saw I just, my friend Jacob's dick and he's a lot smaller than me and his dick was bigger than mine. And I was like, oh shit. I really, this is back in the day when I, I started writing jokes about like, hey, I know that you see me up here and you, you, I just, I feel like I should let you know that my dick is smaller than you think it is. I know that I, I look tall and stuff, but I wanted to let you know that it's small. Like, huh. uh, so I, I don't know. I, I'd seen, and like I'd seen dicks in porn. These are the main dicks I'd seen in my life were dicks in porn. And those are monstrously huge. And so I just figured I needed a dick like that in order to consider having uh, yeah. a good dick. I guess you just don't know how the, what the average ones look like. I don't. I feel bad for all the average dudes out there. Now I feel my like, God damn, you're working with less than this. <sighs> the compliments, the comments that I get from women make me feel bad for other dudes' dicks. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, shit. What's hmm. not that I was using mine at all. <laughs> well, so my first husband's dick was, I think, nine and a half inches. 
God damn. And so I, uh, and that was the first like like actual like long term sexual you and your relationship. Dick gypsy sister. I, yeah, I do have. So by the end of that, like you can imagine my uh, dismay when I left that marriage and entered the the re- like the real world with real world dicks. Do you think uh, Tabitha felt that way? N- well, no, because I'm built for uh, big dicks. Yeah, that's right. I got these childbearing hips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Uh, so, but how did you write the the, the, uh, the road the, the dick jokes? Let's oh, let me take you all the way from Bellingham to Milano in uh, in Italy. I went on a trip uh, to Italy, like it might eat, pray, love trip, you know, and uh, right after the divorce. Yeah, and I actually uh, it's important to the story. I went with uh, a woman. We okay. went to. We didn't do the whole trip together, but we did like half the trip uh, together. Uh, and, oh, she was wonderful. She was great. She was, uh, I liked her a lot. I liked her a lot. And uh, we had had like that night in this Milanese hotel. It was like, I think it might have been our first night there. We were jet lagged and cranky and we kind of had like a, a little a little fight over like what we were going to do that night or something. So we were in weird moods. I was already in a weird mood. Oh, and then, oh, but we still, we made up and we had sex. And because I think sex is, uh, it's integral to the story. Uh, I was still in a weird mood though after sex. It didn't like make me feel better. In fact, it felt like a little bit worse. Just like I was in, just upset. It was right after the divorce too. I'm always upset. I'm just right. I'm in uh, just various stages of of upsetness. I fucked up. Um, this uh, is also not long after I had found out that uh, or that I had, that I remembered being molested by my sister, and uh, I told you that I told people that I told my family that night and I tried to tell Tabitha and uh, no one gave a shit and I just didn't tell anyone really after that and I just I deleted my sister on everything and I did not think about her Um, and I went to the bathroom after we were done having sex and just like in the bathroom by myself and I'm on my phone and I'm scrolling through or no I have a notification on my phone that says my sister has posted on Instagram for the first time in a while. And she posts so infrequently, uh, I forgot that she had an Instagram. And I didn't realize that I was still following her on something because I'd blocked her on everything, I thought. But here she was still in my Instagram feed. And I couldn't, I was just morbidly curious. So I just clicked on it. She had posted some dumb picture of a pie or some shit. Uh, But then I click on her Instagram and I look at all of her photos and she had these photos from years ago where she had babysat Ethan and she had taken all these photos of Ethan and put it on her Instagram and like stuff about how much she loves him and like uh Oof. yeah. And I just and I thought about all these times that I uh let my son be alone with her and I you can't help but think your mind just the th- as a parent. I don't know if I, if this will make sense to non-parents. 
because I'm not saying anything happened. I'm just saying the thought alone of of something happening to my son and that being because I was so fucking dumb. Like I already I went through a bunch of of guilt uh about not like I felt a lot of guilt for forgetting. Yeah. I felt a lot of guilt for forgetting because I felt like I could have changed things if I hadn't been a little bitch and just like, oh, I can't handle this. I better shut it down. If I had just spoken up, yeah, I could have changed how it went. Huh. But instead, oh, yeah, I didn't think. <laughs> uh, I uh, instead said nothing, and so I already felt guilt about that. And then here to think like, also. I might have gotten my son hurt or I could have gotten my son hurt because I couldn't deal with it. And I just buried something deep down and ignored all these other feelings I had. I was, I got upset pretty fast and I started crying in the bathroom while this girl, uh, who we had had a fight earlier and we talked about each other's feelings, you know, We're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. And now I'm in the bathroom crying. And she's like, uh, Hey, are you okay? And I'm like, I need a minute. Uh, because at this point crying was still really rare for me. I, I really only started crying after my divorce and, there were times in my life when I was married where I wished that I could cry. And I was so like, I tried to make myself cry because I knew that I would feel better if I did. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't get there. I just couldn't huh. get there. And here, so there are moments where I'm like, I started crying and I knew I didn't want to stop. I was like, don't, don't fucking interrupt me. I'm busy. I want to, I've been waiting to get these tears out. I want to get them out. And I cried for a long time in that bathroom that night, just curled up on the floor, uh, just crying. And um, not once, I think twice, actually, this beautiful, wonderful woman knocked on the door to the bathroom to be like, hey, I just want to come in there and hold you. And like, I, you... I don't want to, you know, bother you or whatever, but I want to come in there and hold you. I can't imagine how heartbreaking it is for her to like be on the other side and have to listen to uh, somebody just hurting that you can't, you can't do anything for. Yeah. Um, and it was that was like the my my last temptation of Aaron because I that's all I've ever wanted is like that's what I would ask Tabitha for all the time. I'd be like, hey, listen, when I'm upset, would you just hold me? That's all that I need to feel better. Yeah. It was all I needed was the was the physical affection of someone else to let me know that I was safe and loved. I had to have it because I couldn't make myself feel safe and loved. And I knew on that bathroom that I was like, I was like, don't ask me again because I don't want you to. I'll probably say yes, and I don't want you to. I want to fix myself tonight. I want to stop needing people to hold me. So, like I want to do this on my own. And so I just cried it out. And it, when I got done crying, I got angry and I got, I would yell in my mind. I yelled so many things at my sister and told her like, uh, fuck you for this. Fuck you for that. I, I said all these, all these things that I felt like I wanted to say. And, um, 
but I was still like really fucked up. And so I wasn't leaving this bathroom. I had so many weird thoughts that were spiraling. So many thoughts about my son and what if and what if and this and that and what if I had done this and like I was just spiraling, which is something, which is a pattern that I noticed that I do, and I was trying to stop it like with uh, on my own. And I got in this bathtub. I was like, I'll give myself a bath. I am in this bathtub, and I uh, decided to start writing jokes. And I this is a point where like. I was starting to believe in my dick. I was starting <laughs> to believe that I had a big dick. Uh, women like this one uh, were building my confidence in it. And I, I had been thinking for a while, like, I wanted to write some jokes about it. And I just started writing jokes in the bathtub. And I wrote them all out in my head, like, word for word, uh, several minutes of dick jokes. Uh, jokes that I've done on stage now a bunch. Uh, were pretty much written in their final form in, in that bathtub. I had, I was like, I could see act outs that in my head that were going to be funny. I knew, I mean, I wrote like the, I want to be the Barack Obama of her vagina part. I wrote out like the amusement park part. I wrote out the microphone bit that I do. And I try I, like the, the microphone bit was written in the, uh, it, and I was just so happy with this joke. Cause I was like, I've never, I've uh I've never like done this kind of joke before. I've never used the mic as a prop before uh and uh, and like I feel like, you know, microphones being used as a dick a ton, but I felt like I was do- like I just uh it was the first for me and I was yeah. just really happy and also I was laughing. I started cracking myself up and I was so excited about how good these jokes are going to be. I was like, I cannot wait to do these jokes in front of a crowd. I cannot wait. These, I, like, I knew right away like these are going to be killer jokes. And I had taken myself from crying over this thing without any help, even though it was nice that she offered and I feel bad that I couldn't accept. But without any help, I was very proud that I had cheered myself up i had stopped this crazy spiral which in the not too distant past had always ended with uh suicidal thoughts and just and just thinking about different ways to kill like that would just spiral out of control until i was planning my own death and instead tonight i i saved myself and i did it with comedy and it was just like another one of those experiences early on in the divorce that taught me how important comedy or stand up was to me wow. and how important it like was to my well-being that's a beautiful story i know right <laughs> he got better with dick jokes yeah i feel like uh it really does help to have a bigger dick yeah. like I, you <laughs> If you're like, Aaron, my wife left me. How did you get over it? It's like, if you got a little dick, I don't know what I can do for you, man. It's going to be. It's not impossible. It's just going to be harder. It's going to be more difficult for you. Uh, So here's hoping you have a big dick and that we catch you next time on uh, Mormon and the Meth Head. If you put a Mormon and a Meth Head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and Joe Sarita, our friends, listen to them talking to Mike. <laughs>